Through the Psalms, Part 1. Hello and welcome to the Ignite Youth Podcast over here at Waynefleet BIC Church, where we discuss life through the lens of our Anabaptist roots. My name's Julie Adams. I'm joined by our youth pastor, Pastor Wes Hillis. Welcome, Hello. Pastor Wes. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Good. Yeah. Here we are. Here we are. Back for another episode. Yep. New series. In the podcast room with our little friend, uh, Fly, who's, yeah. uh, he's loud, so if you hear a fly buzzing around... Um, we can hear him through the microphones, and, yes, and so. he keeps, uh, what do you call it, like pokerooing us. He's like, we hear him, and then he shows up, and he's yeah. gone. Yep. We've yep. tried to do him in a few times, so. He's he- been hit twice, but he just won't <laughs> die. <laughs> but yeah, no, things are things are good, um, I think, you know, yeah. during, it's kind of nice weather right now. Like it's gorgeous. It, it's been pretty good. Um, I love fall. We're starting the fall and that, yeah. but yeah. Um, so yeah, so today, yeah, like you said, we're starting a new series. So we're doing yeah. um, through the Psalms. So we're going to be studying and exploring um, all some... of them. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> if you know how many Psalms, tell Pastor Wes how long it would take to. Uh... So long. So long. So long. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're going through the Psalms and um, the Psalms are a really important book of the Bible for me. Just I think it's one of the biggest books of the Bible for just being relatable and being a part where everyone I think can find it's like just a line to grab onto. Mm-hmm. There's something always in there for everyone. I think they run the gamut too. That's what the other thing I like about the Psalms is they're not uh, often you think of Psalms. I do anyway, as like hopeful and uplifting oh, and inspirational, but <clears throat> you're right. They're not always. And I like that about the Psalms that they also are full of uh, lament lament yep lament so to start though i want to talk about like the author of um most of the psalms that's david Mm -hmm. so david i think is one of the most relatable characters um in all of scripture yeah i think he is someone who all of us can relate to because he had so many different characteristics or or struggles Mm -hmm. and so i just want to list some of them um so he doubted a lot yep he had he had harsh doubt um but he also praised a lot yeah he would talk to god all the time he he struggled with mental health mm-hmm. he felt like he had enemies which he did yeah um he he grieved he he had sorrow um he still trusted in god and he doesn't know everything mm-hmm. i think for all of us each one of those things can be relatable yep so well, some of us have doubts but we still praise some of us you know we talk to god on our daily life but we also you know grieve and when we doubt and um you know we have enemies or maybe we think we do or you know but i think the big one is we don't know about everything and the other one is you know the struggling with mental health yeah for sure and are definitely in our world today and i think david is someone who really dives in he's very good um he's poetic he he writes from the heart and i think that's Mm -hmm. something why people relate to the psalms so much yeah it's like when you get um i like rap that's i like that's the music category i like um there's one artist I really like because he's very real and he's very lyrical. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is NF. Yes. I find a lot of his songs, they're actually about hard things. They're actually about what's going on in his own life and struggles he's been to. And so many people yeah. can relate to his music. Um, and similar with the Psalms, I think a lot of people can relate to it because David is writing from his own life experience. He's writing from the pain he's feeling, the, the, the wonder, the amazement, the joy, all of it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. So through... Um, 
this series, we're going to be doing something, and I know the youth have heard me say this before, we're doing something called a hermeneutical approach. Yep. So hermeneutical approach, you take what the context of the past, um, you build a bridge into the context of today and what it means today, and it, it helps us understand what actually is being taught mm-hmm. um, so we can have a better understanding of how it can relate to our world today. So you're framing what the Bible says in today's world. Yeah. So Got it. Yeah, it's like if you were to, if you were to look at it, um, and we're going to do this with the youth, but... It's like you take a blank paper. What I want you to do is essentially draw on one half of the blank paper this ancient city. Yeah. People walking in it. But then put one character. Um, I jumped ahead. You're going to put a river <laughs> on the on the, on the the right side of the city. Kay. So in the middle of the page, you're going to put a river and a bridge over top of that. Got it. And you're going to put one person on the bridge. And on the right side, um, on the other side of the bridge, you're going to put a modern day town, city, mm-hmm. Wayne Fleet, Farmer Fields. Yeah. Um, and... What we're doing is we're bringing over the context historically because we need to know the context and bring it into our world today. And how does it actually relate? How does it actually make sense for us? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's really, I love hermeneutics. I took a whole class on it. Nice. It's so much fun. Um, yeah. So if you ever go to Bible college or get a chance to study a hermeneutics of any kind, do it. it is, it's so much fun. And so it's so cool to do. Um, I'm also a history nerd, so that helps. <laughs> but we're going to go through each individual verse of Psalm 23 um, and just kind of dive into what it really means and dive into the historical context of it mm-hmm. so the first verse um do you want to read the first verse or do you want me to read the first verse i'd love to read the first verse yeah yeah i'm just looking for it oh okay sorry oh i see <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's in red it's in red <laughs> Wow. <laughs> I color coordinate my lessons. Yeah, I see that. And I didn't clue in until right now. Okay. <clears throat> this is all staying on the podcast, by the way. Oh, I'm making sure because I said this now. So Julie has to. Yes, I do have to. Okay. Carrie's going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. So. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Ding. Um, so. The fly. <laughs> so for us to actually understand what this means. We have to understand where it comes from. Um, so what really is a shepherd? Hmm. Well, the first thing I think of is someone that tends to sheep or tends cares sheep. for them. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think um, you know, a shepherd is someone who like, is a cares for sheep, leads sheep, guides them. You know, he protects them. He, yeah. And, so, and the thing is, what, what, Jesus, what um, David is saying is that the Lord is my shepherd. He's mm-hmm. calling himself a sheep. David is saying, I am a mm. sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. And he is actually guiding me. He's the one protecting me. See, with him, I lack nothing. Mm-hmm. So for the historical context, Jewish people would have understood this very easily. They would oh, say, yeah. oh, well, a shepherd is someone who, you know, has this role and these jobs and these duties. Mm-hmm. And it's very, very important. Um, so David, so that makes David a sheep. And the thing is, that makes us the sheep as well. And we're going to talk about that more later. Yeah. Um, but verse two says this. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. So if God is our shepherd and is one protecting us, I think this is super important because where where would be the greatest place for a sheep to be? Well, in a pasture is where you picture them, right? right. With lots of food, with yeah. access to water. Mm-hmm. So, so what David is saying is that God makes him lie down in green pastures. 
this mm. this wonderful place and and he bleeds them beside quiet waters this is a place of safety it's this place of actually being where you can feel like you know when you go home yeah. and you can just you feel that sense of ah, ah yeah, yeah like that and you feel that and i think that's what what david is saying here that god is a comforter someone who david can trust and rely on and for the jewish people <clears throat> for the israelites they would have read this and been like wow god you know that's true god leads us beside these places god actually mm-hmm. leads us into our days um verse three says he refreshes my soul he guides me along the right path for his name's sake so god actually refreshes us mm-hmm. it means when we have times because david understood this we have times where and we talked about you know some of the struggles yes we have times of doubts or you know struggles with mental health or like trusting in god like we we struggle with some of these things but it says that God actually refreshes his soul mm-hmm. and he leads us. There's this responsibility and love that the shepherd has, that the shepherd has to actually lead us down the right paths. Um, for David, you know, he was king of Israel. So he has so much pressure and responsibility on him. He truly needed God to actually guide him. He needed to rely on God so much to be like, God, I like Israel is in a really interesting geographical spot historically because there's so many countries around them there's just war constantly mm-hmm. you just you hear about this conflicts here in egypt or Assyria or you know the hittites or the edomites or the moabites all these places around where it's happening in babylon there's war mm-hmm. and there's a lot of fighting there's a lot of turmoil and so david is navigating this political scene and he needs god he has to rely on god yeah and that's why i think it's so amazing that david says even in this in this time he says he refreshes my soul it's like the clearing of one's mind where God, where yeah. like, I just say, I see it in the same way. Like we kind of view baptism. Mm, like when someone yeah. like gets baptized, you see this, like this cleansing, like this cleansing or this, this washing. And I feel like that's, it's like, you're being like, like your mind yeah. is kind of being refreshed. Like you're kind of like, uh, the way I imagine it's like water kind of over your head yeah. and just kind of refreshing this big, like, okay, here we are. Recharged, filled up, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So verse four says um even though i walk through the valley of death i will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they come for me so that it kind of changes the pace right there in that verse of the song yeah where it goes like you know he got refreshed me he raised me the right, right path you know he brings me by these things and then goes even though i walk through the valley of shadow of death and it's like whoa hold on <laughs> where is this coming from yeah see david was a rel- well-rounded human being and, you know, although he possessed courage, you know, to take on the likes of Goliath, mm-hmm. um, he certainly didn't fit any macho warrior mold. He, 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 he didn't. Like, no. he, wasn't, he wasn't a big, bulky guy. Um, He's an underdog. He was. Yeah. <laughs> like, really. Um, in fact, David was first um, called by King Saul because um, he noticed his musical ability, mm. not his military skills. He was brought to the army camp because the, he soothed the king's nerves by the playing of his harp um so and he was also a poet with almost half of the 150 psalms in the bible credited to him um and so we see here that david is actually someone who doesn't fit this mold that we usually put on a like a king or a macho person yeah and so um this famous psalm goes at david's poetic ability because he really draws it in um and so the poetry attributed to David tends to start um, by this natural setting. You know, we saw that first, you know, rocks, caves, stars, battlefields, 
Mm-hmm. Psalm 23, for instance, talks about the shepherd. And there would have been David's experience being a shepherd boy. Yeah. And I like his, how he words it, too. Like, even though I walk, not like, mm-hmm. oh, if maybe one day I happen to come across yeah. trouble or, you know, like he's like, no. I, I'm walking right now. Yeah, I'm walking it right now. Yeah. And so David shows, and I think for the Israelite people as well, who would feel this pressure from other places as well. Like there was mm-hmm. the nervousness. Yeah. There was anxiety. And this, I think, relates so well to people in historical times, but in our times, because David comes right out and says, even though I walk in the valley of shadow of death, mm-hmm. it's saying that I walk in dark times. Like life's not life's not beautiful, wonderful. I, God brings me to green pastures, but I'm still walking in this valley of death. I'm still, I'm still in the darkness. Yeah. But God is providing the light. Um, because it says, I will fear no evil, where it doesn't matter what's going to happen. I will not fear it because I mm-hmm. know that God is with me. Because he says, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they come for me. For a shepherd, the rod was there to guide the sheep. Yeah. It was also there to protect it from you know, animal, other animals, predators, coyotes. The shepherd had to fight. Yeah. And the thing is, God is fighting for us. Mm. God actually is someone who is out there and protecting us and fighting for us and actually using that rod and that staff to really comfort us. Yeah. Um, I know. I think people often think of the rod as something that they use to beat sheep with. It's not. But no, you're right. It's, um, and it was hooked on the end. And do you know mm-hmm. why it was hooked on the end? Because grabbed the... So that they could scoop sheep up if they needed to scoop them up. Like if they fell down like part of a mountain yep. or um, um, down like a cliff or something like that, they yeah. could scoop them back up and... There's yeah. um keep them together. There's a funny video, and I was getting off track, but it's, okay. it's me. Yeah. Um, there's a funny video where the sheep, there's like um like a little crevice, like it's gotta be like three feet deep or whatever, but the sheep jumped into it like head first. Yes, I've seen and, this. And video. this and this guy pulls the sheep out, and I'm thinking, when you relate to this, it's God like God pulling us out of yeah. this like dark place that we we're in right he now. He was stuck. He couldn't get he out. He was stuck. On he his couldn't own. get out. Yeah. And he's yelling, and then and the, and then the sheep like looks at him. Okay walks about five feet, jumps back in. Yep. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. But I, I, I see that. I'm like, that's so us. Yeah. That is so human totally. beings. And but, the guy pulls him back out again. And the guy pulls him back out again. Yep. And and I think as as God is our shepherd, he is someone who is so patient with us. Yeah. As a shepherd, you have to be patient. Because I always hear stories from people who are farmers of sheep. There's always that one sheep yes. that's just like, causing trouble or just like <laughs> just like kind of the blank stare and it's like all right come on <laughs> and so i think for a lot of us we can feel like that sheep but god still has that patience for yeah. us um verse five says you you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you anoint my head with cup with oil my cup overflows god being a shepherd he sustains his sheep he gives them strength in the presence of their enemies mm-hmm. david needed strength David needed comfort because he's at his wit's end. Like he, if you read the Psalm before Psalm 22, it says in the first, first two verses, my God, my God, why have you forsaken mm, me? Yeah. But then we read this verse and it's like, well, what's happened? Yeah. It's, what has it, happened? David is being guided by the shepherd. Mm. And so, and he says in here, and this is really important because we talk about this in our own context today, which we'll get to, but this, this idea of a cup and how a cup actually overflows. 
and how that's actually a really important symbol because it's saying that it is abundant. This love, this grace, this mercy, it's abundant. It's mm-hmm. not something that just stops or, you know, it fills the cup up and it says, okay, you're good. And then when it starts to go back down, okay, I'll fill it. But no, it just, it, it's constant. It keeps yeah. overflowing. And verse six says, surely your goodness and love will follow me all mm-hmm. the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So David finishes the psalm with a word of trust that God's goodness and love will be with him all his days. That, and this relates back to verse four saying that even though i walk through the valley of death even though i go through hard times surely your love mm. will be with me for all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord that he will dwell in the presence of god forever that god is with him and he is with god and that's a beautiful tandem partnership that we see yeah and so in our own lives how do we actually relate this today yes so like i said we draw the river now yeah and we put a bridge over top and we're that one person in the, in the now let's say however many people are listening we're a group walking over like how do we actually bring this into our context today yeah so the lord is my shepherd i lack nothing As we, we're going through the verses again because we need to bring it into our context so the lord is my shepherd i lack nothing so we don't interact with shepherds on a daily basis i would say not often um Unless you know you're Holden and Axton Traver, who now have elks. And I think that's it's close enough. <laughs> sure. Close enough. Um, but in our own lives, I want to say something that may sound weird, but we are sheep. We yeah. are sheep. And the fact is that God is our shepherd. And that within God, we can actually find what we need. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a really beautiful um, thing I find when people actually come to know God. And that is... You, you may be broken, you may have things going on in your life, but it feels like when you come to know God, there's something different that happens. And it almost feels like, yes, bad things happen, but there's something there. There's a, per- there's a presence with you and you feel it. And I don't know, if, maybe you know what I mean, but like say something bad happens in your life and you're, and you're questioning, you're like, God, why, why is this happening? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you feel like you're supported. Like there's, there's this presence with you that's being like, no, I'm still yep. with you. And, but the thing is, if you don't have God, you don't feel that. Yeah. You don't get, you don't feel that presence. You feel like you're in it on your own. But here it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. That God is still supporting us. God is guiding us. Mm-hmm. Um, verse two says, you know, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. In the busyness of our own world, we, we, we strive on being busy. Yeah. But we actually need to allow God to actually, to accept his love that, of lying down in green pastures, of mm-hmm. taking a break, yeah. of actually, re- you know, being refreshed. Because that leads into verse three, you know, he refreshes our soul and he guides us along the right path. And how, for a lot of us, those two verses really relate to each other in our own context. Mm-hmm. That we actually need to accept that God can do that for us and allow him to, so that he can refresh our soul, so that he's actually leading us down the right path. Because we, we, God has given us this ability of free will where we make our own decisions. And in our own context, like in our Western society, mm-hmm. we strive on business. The first question yeah. most people ask other people, oh, what do you do? Yep. It's not who are you. It's not, you know, what's your name? It's what do you do? Yep. What's your job? How busy are you? Yep. How productive are you? Exactly. What's your purpose? <laughs> yeah. Where this says the opposite rather, where it actually shows an intent of God is not that wants you to constantly be go 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 but rather no you need to you need to rest you need yeah. to be refreshed and you need to actually have this relationship with me it's important 
And verse four, I think it's something we would really relate to. And that is, even though I walk through the, through the darkest valley, um, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff protect me. It's one of the most quoted verses mm-hmm. in all of scripture. Um, and for us, I think it means is like, let's, let's relate to what we've, what we've gone through as a society lately, mental health, COVID, yep. all of this. We walked through a dark valley. Yeah, and sure did. Us in our own personal lives or in our community as well. Yep. And the thing is, David writes this in a beautiful way that all of us can relate to. That even though we're in the darkness, even though we are struggling, God is still with us. We actually rely on God even more. Because yeah. I think for a lot of us, we know hard things happen and we're like, I got to do this. Oh, I, like, I need to pick myself up or I got to do this. When actually you can rely on God just even more. Yeah. And some of us, I think we have this fear of like, well, I don't want to do too much. Mm-hmm. I don't want to put that much on him. And it's like, no, but he can handle it. He oh, actually yeah. can take it. He is that, mm-hmm. that unmovable wall where if you ever need to lean on, he, it's there. Yep. Mm. And, you know, we, we can read through the Psalm before this Psalm 22, you know, where David is like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken? David's in his darkest Valley in that moment. But then we read the next one where he shows this, where it's even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. See, a lot of David's Psalms begin with like where the lament is, begins with pain, but it comes back to this relationship with God that I will still Mm -hmm. trust you. I will still praise your name. And so verse five says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. See, we like to talk with this in our own society. I remember growing up with this conversation a lot. No, are you a, are you a, a glass half full person or a glass yeah. half empty person? Yep. Where God is actually someone who says, "No, I'm going to overflow your glass." Yeah. It's not going <laughs> to be half empty. It's not going to be half full. It's going to overflow. Yep. And saying that, I'm going to keep pouring into you. Mm-hmm. And that may be frightening at first because you're like, "But I I can't handle that much." I know my yep. cup's going to overflow. It's going to break. But really, it's a good thing because what it's saying is, you will never run dry. You will never run empty because God is going to keep pouring into you. And it's this this tandem relationship of being with God where you are with him and he is with you. And that's super important because we read that in verse 6. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But what I think this means is that we need that relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't have this relationship with God, where we are, we can dwell with Him, where we are, we are active with Him. Well, God may be pouring into us, but we're not allowing Him. It's like we put a saran wrap over the top of our cup and said, "That's good." Yeah. <laughs> and even though we walk through the darkest valley, yeah. we're not. We, we might fear because we're like, I, "I got this myself, God." But really, what this whole psalm is saying is how we are but mere sheep, mm-hmm. and what we really need is our shepherd. Um, the beautiful thing about Psalms is in ancient times, these are actually sung together in community. Yeah. Um, and I think they're really, that's really beautiful. And don't worry, I'm not going to sing now. Oh um, man. But I think there's a song that a lot of us should listen to. And that's Psalm 23 by Phil Wickham. Okay. It was released about a month ago. It's a really amazing song. I think it, it can make a really big impact for us. And maybe it'll be your new favorite song, but it's really yeah. amazing. Awesome. We will check that out. Um, thank you, Pastor Wes. If you have any questions or you want to get in touch with Pastor Wes, you can reach him at wes at waynefleetbic.com. And my email address is julie at waynefleetbic.com. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll be back with part two next week. Yeah. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.